In Mark chapter 15, beginning with verse 6, we read, Now at the feast he used to release for them one prisoner for whom they asked. And among the rebels in prison who had committed murder in the insurrection, there was a man called Barabbas. And the crowd came up and began to ask Pilate to do as he usually did for them. And he answered them, saying, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he perceived that it was out of envy that the chief priests had delivered him up. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release for them Barabbas instead. And Pilate again said to them, Then what shall I do with the man you call the king of the Jews? And they cried out again, Crucify him! And Pilate said to them, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Crucify him! So Pilate, wishing to satisfy the crowd, released for them Barabbas. And having scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. This was a pretty shrewd move on Pilate's part to begin with. You'll recall Pilate was the Roman governor responsible for the region of Israel, and he had come to the city of Jerusalem specifically for the Passover, not only the Jewish people's most important holiday, but the holiday that commemorated their independence from slavery in Egypt. So it was a time that was rife with patriotic fervor, where it was a literal powder keg there as Jews from all over the world descended on that city where their temple complex was, recounting the stories of how God had liberated them from past oppressors. So you can appreciate the wisdom in Pilate's move to allow them one prisoner, to give them a taste of freedom, to make a token gesture towards the, the themes of that particular holiday, all in hopes of keeping the crowd docile and keeping things under control, really his measure of success as a Roman governor. So the fact that that tradition coincided with the Jewish leaders bringing Jesus to Pilate seemed like an opportunity to resolve the whole issue because Pilate was a smart man in his way, and he could tell that the Jewish leaders were really just jealous of Jesus. So having had some encounters with Jesus himself at this point, he had a pretty strong sense that if he just gave the choice to the people, he could kill two birds with one stone. He could release the prisoner, but he could release this Jesus, who, while being accused of claiming to be a king of the Jews, didn't seem much like a rebel or a military leader. And Pilate had encountered quite a few of those. So he could release Jesus, and then that's between the people and the Jewish leaders, so they get off his back, the people get somebody, and it's no harm to the Romans because this Jesus really doesn't seem like a threat. So imagine his surprise then when the chief priests successfully rile the crowd to demand not Jesus but Barabbas, an actual rebel, a robber, a murderer who had been arrested since a previous insurrection there in the city of Jerusalem. Imagine his surprise even more when he inquires, well, what should be done with Jesus? There really wasn't anything under Roman law that he could accuse Jesus of when they demanded for him to be crucified. Crucifixion was the Romans' most severe penalty. 
It was reserved for the worst of the worst, for oppressed people, for runaway slaves, and especially for rebels and revolutionaries because it took so long to die. It was so incredibly painful and so incredibly public that it sent a message. It warned anyone else that might have similar ideas like the accused, what happens when you stand against the Romans. So for this Jewish crowd, having gathered there to Jerusalem to worship, to demand the crucifixion of this man who was accused of being their king, the crucifixion of a man who had just been teaching large crowds in their temple, who has a reputation for compassion and working miracles, was truly astounding. And Pilate could tell that this didn't pass the smell test, but what was his primary concern? Keeping order. And he wasn't above making some heads roll if that kept order. But whenever he saw that this effort that he thought would get him out of the scrape was actually causing a riot to start to form, sure, crucify the guy. It doesn't matter that he hadn't done anything wrong. It didn't matter that he didn't seem to have committed any crime worthy of crucifixion in his Roman eyes. If killing one Jew keeps this crowd from exploding, Pilate was willing to do that. But there's also some irony in the choice of who the people gathered there demanded instead. Because not only did they demand an actual rebel, an actual revolutionary, but his name, Barabbas, an Aramaic, Bar means son of, and Abba means father. So the people were presented that day with a choice. A choice between a gentle and compassionate son of God, Jesus, or Barabbas, a violent, murderous revolutionary, the son of the father. And they chose Bar-Abbas. They rejected the Son of God for the Son of the Father. They rejected the way of freedom and peace and love for the way of violence and revolt, sin and death. And the decision that was made that day by the Jewish people gathered there, by the Romans participating in that, conceding to those wishes to just try to keep everybody happy is representative of what all of us as humanity has chosen. We all have a choice between obeying God who created us or putting ourselves first, choosing our own way, deciding for ourselves what's good and evil, what's right and wrong. But whenever we rebel against God, whenever we choose sin, we're choosing death. We're choosing judgment. And while you and I might not have been standing in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago screaming, crucify him, every time we've chosen to do the wrong thing, We've placed ourselves right there with him. But that's why Jesus was there. That's why Jesus allowed himself to be delivered to be crucified. Because he knew 
we made the wrong choice. Because he knew we chose rebellion. But God loves us so much. Jesus came to give us a way to rescue us, to rescue us from our own choices, to rescue us from our own failures and give us a way back to the Father. That's who Jesus is. And as we read in the paragraphs to come, the horror of the crucifixion, know that he made that choice to save you and me and everyone from our choices.